My name is Josh, and welcome to Hide and Seek Archives, a podcast where we talk about things supernatural, cryptid, or unexplained. I've got Patrick McCall here, who's got some very interesting stories to tell us. Um, hi, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, if you'd like to go ahead and start from the beginning and tell us what happened, and we'll go from there. Perfect. Uh, well, uh, my name is Pat. I am from uh, Northeast Ohio, Asheville County. I uh, lived here all my life, and uh, I've got a couple experiences that have happened to me. Uh, first off, uh, the first one happened... Back in uh, February of 2015, uh, it was a pretty nice night out. Me and a buddy of mine uh, decided to go out coyote hunting, uh, which normally do. Uh, big fan of that kind of stuff. And uh, we had a, uh, a blind that we had built uh, right behind my house, uh, right on the edge of a bean field. And uh, we were out hunting. Uh, went out about 11 o'clock. It was a, uh, it was a beautiful night out. Uh, one of them nights where there was no clouds, uh, there was a full moon. We didn't even bring a flashlight with us. That's how, how bright it was. It was like daylight. Uh, went out about 11 o'clock and started calling uh, about 20 minutes into sitting. Called for an hour or two. And uh, we were getting some action on some dogs. Uh, nothing super close. We had some across the road. Uh, had some in in front of us pretty far away, uh, but just couldn't really get them in close enough into the field. Uh, so we were calling and calling and I was doing, I was doing all the calling. I was using a mouth call and I would call for about two minutes and sit for five minutes and then call it again for two, uh, about two and a half, three hours into us hunting. Uh, we started kind of hearing something behind us. Uh, probably about hundred yards behind us, uh, we heard kind of like a like a groan almost. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a growl. It wasn't a uh, wasn't a coyote for sure. Uh, it was more on the deep side, and kind of I looked at him and uh, I was like, ah, kind of weird. Don't know what that is. So we had heard it. Um kind of made our hair stand up to be honest with you uh we uh sat there for about 10 minutes before uh before that sound ended uh it wasn't a continuous it was kind of in and out a little bit uh i laid back on the call a few minutes later and instantly heard it again and the call i was using was a uh screaming cottontail rabbit it was a real high pitch uh basically a dying rabbit um, so we had heard it again and, you know, like I said, it made our hair stand up mm-hmm. and so we're sitting there and all of a sudden the wind had changed and I don't know if it changed just right, but we had smelled the smell that it was, it was absolutely horrific. Um, one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my entire life. The only way that I can really put it 
you were to mix a septic tank with roadkill that had been laying on the side of the road for two weeks in the sun. It was it was almost enough to make your nose pucker uh, and your eyes water. Um, we, we sat there for probably another hour after that. We didn't hear the sound anymore at all. Um, finally, it was about 3 a.m., and I looked at him, and I said, all right, I think it's time we ought to go in. Uh, this Our blind was only, I want to say, 150, 200 yards from the house. Mm-hmm. So when we had walked out, uh, I had a 223 with a scope on it, uh, and he was using a 12-gauge. And when we walked out, I walked, you know, facing forward the whole way. I had the hammer back on my on my rifle just to be safe. Uh, and he actually walked backwards the entire time, all the way back to the house uh, with with the shotgun up. Uh, just because I think he was honestly more scared than I was mm-hmm. um, because I know he didn't believe in any of it. And I, I grew up believing in it. So I, I kind of know a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we went into the house and uh, as soon as we got in, I hopped on the computer and started doing a little bit of research, kind of just seeing you know, what other encounters people have had. I've never really looked into it before. Uh, I read one specific article that a man said that it was almost the same sound. It was more of a, a groan, uh, and then he smelled just a nasty, nasty smell. Uh, I knew right then and there that's what it had to be. Um, this happened in the town of Dorset, uh, in Asheville County, Ohio, uh, where I'm, I'm from. I actually grew up, uh, about five miles from where this happened at, um, on my grandparents' farm. My mom, I was at my mom's house at the time. Uh, we had about 60 acres there that we rented. And it, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of deer, a lot of coyotes, a lot of turkeys, a lot of turkeys there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty, uh, Pretty creepy, and that was my first experience that I've ever had with that. Wow, that's now back to the sound. I, I did have a question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You said it sounded like a groan. Um, mm-hmm. Was it kind of like, like, how do I describe it? Um, did it sound like something was? Like groan, you said like a slight, like half between groaning and growling, maybe or yeah, something. It wasn't a growl like you would hear from like a dog, um, and it wasn't really a a human groan. You know, when mm-hmm. you grunt, it, it, it's I, I honestly can't even explain the sound. I, I hear the sound uh-huh. in my head right now. I just can't. I can't remake it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was it pretty loud? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what it was, um, you know, it was, uh, I don't know if the wind was in our favor and we could just hear it a lot better because of the wind. Um, I, I want to say, you know, just a real rough estimate. I want to say it was 100 to 150 yards behind us. I, it was It was behind us for sure. But 
I'm going to guess right around in that area, you know, because, um, I mean, you can hear someone uh, if they're yelling at, you know, about 100 yards away, you could easily hear someone if the wind is in your favor. So mm-hmm. I, I want to say it was right around that. It, it was definitely, uh, I wouldn't say it was any further than that. Okay. And and was it was it loud enough to where you could kind of feel it in your chest or was it just Um I don't know if that was the fear or the sound. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh but I definitely did uh my heart started racing. Mm-hmm. Uh it raced most of the night we were out there. I think my buddy was the same way. Um you know, it kind of other than the fact that it was cold out, uh, it, it gave me shivers. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. When we first heard it the first time, uh, it instantly made the hair on my neck stand up. Um, it was just, it, it was a horrific, you know, something that I've never heard. I've heard, um, I've never heard in person, but I've heard mountain lions, um, bears. Mm-hmm. We really don't have any of that in Northeast Ohio. Um, we do have black bears here, but the sounds that I've heard of black bear don't compare at all to what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would definitely, uh, that would scare me too. Mm. Um, and you, you said you had another account. Uh, what happened with that? So the second uh, time that I had an encounter was uh, summer of 2017. And uh, this was in West Springfield, PA, uh, which is right over the Conneaut, Ohio line. Uh, The place where I was was about four or five miles in the PA, uh, middle of nowhere, dirt road. my grandfather and my aunt uh, have a piece of property over there, and uh, I believe it's nine acres. Uh, I've never felt very comfortable at that piece of property. Um, I don't know. It's just something that gives you an off vibe, I guess you could say, when you go somewhere. You know, you kind of just you can sense something. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it was. I want to say it was early August, uh, late July, uh, really nice day out. It was, I, I remember it being pretty hot. I was, I was, uh, I was in a tank top that day. Um, we had gone over to the property from my grandfather's house in Conneaut, which is about, oh, six miles or so from his house. Uh, we took, the Farmall 100 that he has with Snowblade on it, and he took his plow truck over. Uh, the township over there was doing some ditching, and all the dirt that they dug out, they brought it over to my grandpa's place. Um, we were filling in a pond at the time, and they had brought it, and we were kind of just leveling out most of the day, nothing super big. Um, right about 3, 3.30 is when we were starting to really finish up uh, I hopped on the tractor and I told my grandpa, Hey, I'm going to start heading back. Um, you know, when you lock up the camper and whatnot, you know, I'll just be right behind you or you'll be right behind me. 
He said, okay. I pulled out. I uh, started driving on the road, going back towards Ohio. And I got about, I don't know, quarter mile, half mile down the road. And uh, on the right-hand side, it was all woods right up to the road. Uh, and then there's a section that is, um, I don't know, I'd say about 10 yards right at the road where the guy that lived across the street mowed it with his lawnmower. He kept it real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then behind that was kind of just your normal brush, you know, nothing super tall. And then about 50 yards, 40 yards off the road was really tall, thick red brush. And when I say thick, I mean it is, it's very, very thick. Um, you cannot see anything in there. I would never want to hunt that just because I, I, a lot of it is prickers uh, and, and, you know, red brush. So I was driving, uh, you know, just slowly going down the road on the tractor. And I had happened to look to my right, and I seen the creature uh, about 50 yards or so off the road. Uh, it was all black. And... I would honestly say it was anywhere from eight to nine foot tall. Um, I'm a fairly tall person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm six foot five. And, you know, just from looking at it, it, it towered over me. Um, <clears throat> when I seen it, uh, it was in, there was a lot of thick bread brush right where it was, and then there was a real small sapling right next to it that was green. And I seen him, when he walked out, he put his right leg out, and his left arm came out just a little bit, uh, almost like a handshake, something like that. You know, it wasn't fully extended out, but I could just see him well enough that his arm was out. Um, I never stopped. I was driving, like I said, and I, I stared at him. It looked at me, and it put its leg back in into his body, and he turned around, and he walked right back in the woods. Um, I honestly didn't know what I had seen. Uh, about a mile down the road, uh, I turned right onto a road to go back to my grandfather's, and I topped the hill... And I sat there. I, I stopped the tractor, and I sat on the side of the road for about five minutes, and my grandpa pulled up behind me. Uh, he pulled up next to me, had the window down, and he goes, what's wrong? Is the tractor okay? I said, yeah, the tractor's fine. Um, I said, I just seen something back there. I told him where. He goes, what would you see? And I basically told him the same thing as I just told you. Uh, and he goes, yep, I, uh, I believe that 100%. He goes, there is, uh, definitely something out here because I've had experiences out here myself, which my grandfather has told me in the past, um, with wood knocking, uh, basically they were teasing him, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was basically the gist of it there. I, uh. I 
thought about that a lot. And I would sit at night in my bed and I would just lay there with my eyes open and, and just replay exactly what happened in my head over and over and over thinking, was it a black bear? Mm-hmm. You know, was it, was it something else? And from everything that I've come up with in my head, I can't think of anything else that it would have been except for... I have a question for you. Uh, did you no- did you notice any facial features? It, yeah, kind of. So I didn't necessarily stare at his face for a very long time. Uh, this whole thing happened, I would say, in about seven to ten seconds, is as long as it happened. Um... I, I can, yeah, I absolutely. I'll go into some more detail about what it looked like. Um, it was tall. It was pitch black. Um, long hair. The hair on it was, it was really thick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thinking about that now, you'd think that it, you know, like anything else, it would have like a summer coat and a winter coat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that was its summer coat. And if it was, I would hate to be that thing because it looked thick. Uh, it had very big hands. I do remember that. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm uh-huh. 6'5", 275. And this thing would have towered over me. It would have made me look puny. And the eyes were just, they were like, there was no color to them. They weren't black. They were, they were white eyes, but there was like no color, I guess you could say. Yet again, this, it was 50 yards away. So it was kind of, and I was driving, you know, so I, I didn't really look at it like I probably should have. I, you know, I kind of just panicked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do remember it had really long, drapey, thick hair, almost like, almost like a ghillie suit that a sniper would wear. Um, you know, something that would blend in if it were the, you know, the right color, like with foliage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was, it was pitch black. I mean, it looked, it looked 100% black. Uh, there was no, no browns, no, no other color on this entire thing except for a dark, dark black. Um, the face was covered in hair. I do remember that. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember what the mouth looked like, what the nose looked like. I'm, I'm actually standing here with my eyes closed, trying to picture exactly what the face looked like, and I just I can't in it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, what what time was it? Do you think when this happened? I want to say it was right around. Three, three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. I know it was, it was early afternoon. 
Um, and the only reason I do know that is I had to go to a friend's house at five o'clock to help him pull a motor out of his truck. And I remember pulling into his driveway at like five Oh eight. Uh, and he lived about 40 minutes from Tanya. So I remember I had to leave there at a, you know, a decent amount of time to be able to get there at the time. Um, yeah, I want to say it was right around. What do you? What is your opinion on uh, um, Bigfoot? What do you? What do you think he is? You know, or your theory? I've had this conversation with my grandfather a couple different times, and you know, if it is what everyone thinks it is, you know, it's been around since the beginning of time. You would think that. You know, someone would, you know, be able to capture one or or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, in my personal opinion, this is my opinion alone, mm-hmm. I think that it is something that is supernatural, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had conversations with my grandfather about it. He thinks it's something more along the lines of like something from the future. Uh, you know, something that's so advanced that it's so able to hide from us and only be seen when it wants to be seen. So, uh, he thinks of something along the lines that it'll, it can, you know, go up into a, a tree and camouflage itself in a tree, you know, with, with the surrounding background, almost like a, um, kind of like, like from the movie Predator. You know, something of that nature. Like some kind of cloaking. Yes, exactly. Um, And I've also had the theory in my head that, you know, it's uh, like a skinwalker. You know, something from the beginning of time or or whenever that, you know, is a uh, a shapeshifter or, or something along those lines. I mean, I don't know. I've been... I've been out in the woods, deer hunting, uh, coyote hunting. I grew up on my entire life. Uh, I still try to do it as much as I can now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do it as much as I wish I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been out and I've sat in the stand or sat on the ground and just looked and looked real hard and and thought to myself, you know, there could be one standing 20 yards from me and I, you know, who, who to say that it, it would ever show itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, uh, when we spoke earlier, you also told me your, uh, your grandfather also had an experience. Yes, he did. Um, so this happened at actually the same property that, uh, we were working at the day that I seen, uh, mine, my encounter. Uh, this happened many years ago. I know I was just a kid when it happened. Uh, I, I want to say I was, oh, seven, eight years old. Uh, my grandpa actually just told me it, told me the story for the first time uh, about four years ago. Uh, so back years ago, when my grandfather uh, was with his wife at the time, uh, after my grandparents got divorced, uh, she had fallen very sick from cancer 
and she passed away in my grandfather's house. And for a while there, my grandpa wouldn't stay at the house just because it, you know, it reminded him too much of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would stay at the at a camper that he had over at the property, which we call the camp. It's always it's been the camp since I was born. Uh, as far back as I can remember, we've always called it the camp. Uh, he had just a small, you know, twenty foot trailer there that he stayed in by himself. Um, I want to start by saying off the uh, with the whole story right now. Uh, my grandfather is a lot different than me. Um, you know, I see stuff like that, and it makes me it makes me scared. To be honest with you, you know, it makes my hair stand up, and I'll think about it and think about it, and you know, I'll get anxiety from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my grandfather's not that way at all. Uh, he's he's just a very right there person. Uh, so he was staying at this camper and I don't know what time of year it was, to be honest with you. I'll have to ask him next time I see him, um, what time of year it was. Uh, but he was staying in the camper. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. I know it was warm enough out that he had the window open to the camper, but that's not to say anything. Uh, my grandfather growing up, he used to sleep with his bedroom window open when it was a blizzard out. So I really don't know. Uh, but he was laying in bed. Uh, it was dark out and fast asleep. And he heard, he could hear something breathing right outside the window. Um, and it was a very prominent breathing. Like it was right there, you know, nothing that was kind of on the ground, like ground level. It was, it was almost like somebody was standing right outside of his, bedroom window, just kind of heavy breathing. Uh, he woke up, he was looking out the window. Uh, of course he had curtains, uh, didn't see anything at all. Fell back to sleep. And he said, he thinks 10 minutes later, uh, he felt the trailer actually move. And the trailer actually started rocking side to side. Uh, not enough to make things fall off shelves, but it it was definitely rocking back and forth, he said. Um, he's had actually a couple different encounters himself out there at the, at the camp. Um, and I think what I said earlier about them being, excuse me, um, you know, skinwalkers or something of that nature... Um, about 150 yards northwest of where the camper was, there's a spot right in the middle of the woods that is a mound. And I don't know, I'd say about a, you know, a 30 by 30 patch right in the middle of the woods, uh, that there's no trees growing on it. Um, it's all grass and... Like I said, nothing grows on it except for grass. Uh, no saplings, no no brush, no anything. And it's just right in the middle of the woods. And my uncle, who passed away when I was a kid, told my grandfather that it was an Indian burial site. 
And I, I do believe that. Uh, I've done research on them, and I've heard, I've read articles on people finding them. Uh, I was actually talking to someone that I work with not long ago and was telling him the story that I just told you and told him about the mound. And before I even finished, he said it was an Indian burial ground, wasn't it? I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so creepy stuff has been going on at that property for as long as I can remember. Uh, my cousins uh, used to camp in a camper at the other end of the property, which is owned by my aunt, um, my grandpa's sister. And they used to camp out there, and they had a telephone pole right next to the camper that because they had power there. Um, I remember him telling me that they would go out there in the middle of the night with a two-by-four and smack it off this telephone pole. And there was a couple different times that they've had a response back from wood knocking, um, which I, I always thought was pretty cool. And it, it kind of makes you wonder why does it, why does it do that? You know, is it, is it a form of, of communication? Is it a warning? You know, something of that nature. I want to say that my cousin had a video of it years ago. Mm-hmm. I have, I highly doubt that he still has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably, um, he's the same age as me and he was a teenager. Um, so who knows? I, I, next time I talk to him, actually, I'll ask him if he still had a video. Um, I, I actually seen the video a long time ago and I remember, uh, here you could hear just barely hear the the knocks in the distance and it it definitely made you kind of tense up a little bit you know what i mean Uh oh i'd I'd love to see that if you were if y'all were able to find that yeah absolutely if i ever uh if i ever remember (laughs) next time i uh i talk with him i'll see if he still has it all right um and you said your aunt also had an experience yeah, um, she did, but it, it was not with a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe, she doesn't believe. Um, so I was uh, 17, and I believe the day was uh, June 10th. I'm not 100% certain, so this was five years ago. Uh, and I, I only remember that because that's the day I got my license. Um, and I had a a girl I was dating at the time. We had gotten a dog together. Uh, it was one of her friends that she went to school with. She moved to college, couldn't take care of this dog anymore. So I said, yeah, we'll take him. Uh, he was a Husky, pretty young dog. He's only like a year and a half old. Uh, I had him in my Tahoe with me and you know, first thing you do when you get your license, you want to drive around and you know, tell everyone. So I, I went to my grandfather's house, uh, in, in Conneaut and, uh, I mistakenly left the back window down. I didn't even realize I did. And I went inside for about two minutes. I came back out and my dog was gone. He had jumped out the window and we spent, Oh, I don't know, four or five hours looking for this dog and through the woods. And, uh, so the property that my grandfather has, 
Uh, it's 99% of it's woods. Uh, there's from the house back is about 250 to 300 yards, uh, to the power lines that cut through. And right on the other side of the power lines, there's a small block. Uh, I'd say it's only two acres of pine trees and somebody had planted them years and years ago. They're all in a perfect square. Uh, they're all lined up and, uh, we have trails cut through them, uh, through the brush and whatnot that has grown up in there, um, that we take the four wheeler through and the, and the Jeep through when we're deer hunting to drag deer out and whatnot. Um, so we, I was, uh, I was up towards the house more, uh, more towards the west, uh, probably about a quarter mile from where my aunt was. Uh, she was actually by herself back there. Uh, we had all split up into, uh, you know, one person groups just trying to cover as much area as possible. Mm-hmm. And she was walking back towards the power lines, uh, towards the house from the pine trees. So she was facing, she was walking north. Um, and she was walking and she heard a dog whimpering right behind her. And she turned around and right up in a tree, uh, by a grapevine that was hanging down. She said she's seen this creature, uh, kind of hanging there. And she, uh, she looked at it. It looked at her. She blinked and it was gone. So she came back up to the house and I knew she had seen something because when she came up, she was bawling her eyes out. You could tell that she was definitely in fear. And when, uh, when we had asked her, you know, what did you see? She goes, I, I honestly don't know. So we had just started, we hopped on our phones, all of us, and just started kind of searching different things, you know, supernatural things, uh, different creatures and whatnot. And uh, we came across, I, I actually came across a picture of uh, a Wendigo. And uh, I showed it to her, and her face instantly turned white. Uh, I mean, she looked like a ghost standing there. Uh, and she said, that's exactly what I saw. Um, and the picture made me kind of, you know, a little bit scared, uh, just from seeing that picture. And she described it as having more of like a, a man body with, uh, like a deer head. She said it had antlers, uh, but it had arms and instead of having hands it had like hooves on it she said they had elbows and, and and legs but it had hooves uh but they were more they were thicker that not like a deer um they were more prominently human looking like you know yeah and and how long did she say she looked at it for it it couldn't have been more than a couple seconds, to be honest with you. She said she stared at it. It looked at her, and she blinked, and it was gone. Well, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, she to this day, uh, she still. Whenever we we say something about it, you can tell that she doesn't want to talk about it at all. She'll change the subject or just straight up say, "I I don't want to talk about it." Mm-hmm. I don't blame her. Mm. Um. And have you had any other strange occurrences happen on the on on these properties? I have not. No. Uh, other than what I've told you, I don't believe anything really. Uh, my grandfather uh, told me that when he was a kid, uh, there used to be a house there, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty big two-story house. And back in the fifties, the road was all mud. Uh, and actually, I, I I know that because my grandfather told me a story about my great grandpa who had a um, had a car that he went to, he was driving into town and the car actually got stuck in the middle of the road, uh, in springtime. And it was buried up to the axles, he said, and they couldn't get it out until the road basically dried up to where they could get something in there to pull it out. Uh, but anyway, he, um, he was telling me that there was a, uh, Anytime there would be a really bad storm, he would, uh, my great-grandparents would see this woman standing in the middle of the road. And it was the same woman every single time it happened. And they would go out there and they would tell my grandfather and his brother to go out there and tell that old woman to come in and get out of the weather. And... Every time they would go out there, they'd get right up to the road, and she'd be gone. Um, my grandfather actually told me uh, that he went out there once by himself and talked to the woman. And when he um, when he walked back inside... He, he had candy with him and really the lady said, make sure you give some of this candy to Clancy and Phil and Kathleen, which was my grandfather's siblings. My grand, my great grandparents had no idea in the world who this woman was, but every time, except for that one time they went out there and the only time that my grandfather ever actually seen her in person up close is when he was out there by himself. So it definitely is uh, a little bit creepy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, from what it sounds like, it sounds like this this property has a lot of activity. <clears throat> um. I don't wonder how much more that happens that you don't even know about yet. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to, uh, I'll have, next time I talk to my grandfather, I'll definitely ask him if there's any more stories that he has. Oh uh, yeah. I would love to hear him. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, and I, re- I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate being on. 
Thank you everyone for listening, and a special thanks to Pat for sharing his encounter. If you'd like to be on Hide and Seek Archives, email me at hideandseekarchives at gmail.com. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday. It's not.